Yes, sir. We back with another sick podcast, Anvil Show. This should be an interesting one. Very, very exciting stuff. We're going to recap our day at camp, talk about meeting Chris Ballard again. He christened the RV, all kind of good things. And then, of course, of course, we'll talk about Mr. Jonathan Taylor. But before all that, Sammy, go ahead and bang that. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast, Sick Podcast. and Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick. Sammy, go ahead and bring the boys in, please. What's happening, brothers? First off, who's breathing like they actually need a nasal cannula probably me right now <laughs> you came on i i'm stepping and fetching just trying to get everything set up brother what's up country nope nope microphone what's check what's going on though okay there you go all right man come on i'm sure Pete, i think Pete's still hyperventilating from being on cloud nine all week what a week what a week what a week what a week Man, I'm still up there. All right, that's, well, that's the gummies. Um, yeah, okay, no so while we got you, we got to get better at doing this. All right, so while we got you, all right, please go ahead and like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube, smash the button, notifications, hit us up on Instagram. Um, people have Twitters, we also have a sick podcast Twitter. I don't think that's what it's called though. It's called it's called Sick Podcast Twitter. It's, I don't it's down below, y'all. It's down below. Just look down there. Not Twitter. Uh, is Twitter down there? I'm an idiot. Yeah, it's right there. It's Sick, right podcast. There. Sick, Sick Podcast Colts. Colts. I don't know. I, I Get yourself know. an Omaha for that one, dog. Yeah, shit. Can't get your damn socials right. Then again, you're on a four day hangover. So, Ooh. understand. understand. You, know, hey. you got to sober up to get hung over. First off, all right, we don't tell trade secrets. That was something that I entrusted y'all in backstage. Why are you bringing that to the front? Because I was yeah. quite drunk with you, and it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I had leave, a time. leave the fat guy out. Thanks. Appreciate it, boys. Well, you're, well, you're still no. banned last season, so we will slowly <laughs> open the door for you. <laughs> Fuck that. Keep that damn door closed. I don't want to go through that door ever again. <laughs> Big facts. That was Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got I got so tore up. I don't even remember nothing of that Tennessee game last year. And we're, and we're going to keep it that way. We're going to leave publicly. it that way. Okay, so football's back. How about that? Starting tonight, baby. Or do you really call this a game, though? Yeah, it started the preseason. Eh, do you really call it a game, though? Do you call a preseason game a game? Listen, listen oh. here. You're a former player like I am. Our season always started in the summertime with two days and conditioning and all that shit. So, therefore, football season started when camp started. Yeah, in my opinion, days. I mean, I did too. 
but who's counting? Because I can't count anyway. Me? <laughs> Fucking hot out there for a fat boy. <laughs> okay, Fucking a woman. I swear to God. It counts because it's officially, like, we're officially done with there's no football. I mean, yeah, the, the players tonight are not the players that we're going to watch in a month, probably. Um, but it doesn't matter. It just means that, hey, the season has officially kicked off. And that, my friend, is a blessing. So, yeah, what, so what, I read, what I read before the show was starting tonight, there will be a football game every week for 27 weeks starting tonight. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Yay, the NFL. All right, so here we go, man. Now let's go ahead and jump into our topic. So here we go. Smash that shit. We into it. What the hell was that? Yeah, it came in all bad. (laughs) What? That wasn't no banging the bish. That was a tink, tong, tink. What? That's what it sounded like, didn't it, country? It did. Did it sound weird? Yeah. It did sound weird. How about now? Why? Nope. It's even worse now. I don't know what's going on. It sounds great over here. It's all well. Bang it. There you go. Anyway, into it. Ballard, <laughs> no, don't worry. That, that's a good segue into saying Ballard actually banged it for us. Over that sounds time. weird. First off, Omaha yourself. <laughs> All of that. Get your head out of the fucking gutter. Man. I know, at some point in that sentence, you you was thinking to yourself, "I should just shut up right now. Stop yeah, saying what no, I'm no. saying." I, I was actually but sincere you kept with my words. I was sincere with my fucking words. Thank you. That was fucking crazy right now. What he what he's trying to say <laughs> as he wipes Ballard. his lips. <laughs> we got to hang out with Chris Ballard, so we had an exclusive interview that's out there on YouTube, and I think we actually put it on Facebook as well. But we had an exclusive interview, and then after the interview, super cool because what we've been hiding <laughs> for a couple months is the fact that it has that, not been easy. Let me tell you, can I fucking talk? Yes, I'm stopping you. <laughs> just kidding, God, God, the rude fucker, man. I want to just go like this. This is when you guys get the cue. Now I've lost my train of thought. Okay, here we go. Back into it. Take two. <laughs> so, what we've been hiding. <laughs> What we've been hiding for a couple of months was that a great friend of the show, Mr. Adam J, gave us, blessed us with a whole RV, a whole RV, right? And so, yes, it needed some TLC and it still needs a little TLC, but old Uncle Fester over there has done an amazing job in secret. (laughs) Painting, putting flooring in. I mean, this dude has been working his tail off, putting up walls, uh, a little bit of interior decorating. So we're curtains. Okay, all right, slow down. But anywho, (laughs) so we got to unveil this, right? And I wish we had clips of this, but we got to unveil this at the uh, um, media day that we went to last Saturday. And we drove this thing up and you would have thought we were like official Colts uh, people because people were looking at me in awe, clapping and cheering and wanting us to blow cameras cameras out everywhere, videos. It was crazy. Um, and no, we're not trying to like toot our own horn, but it was super, super cool. So yeah, we are. After, <laughs> so after <laughs> this, what did he do? He christened the RV like no kidding. We set up the anvil, had the pedestal, the whole thing. The man came out there, 
did some impromptu um blessings and then smashed it with a freaking champagne bottle something we'll never forget man with the freaking gm of the coat so with that we're just gonna give a round of applause to all of us for where we've been and where we're going That's not yeah, your, clear. Yeah, your soundboard's junk tonight. What did it sound like? What did that sound like? It, nothing. Nothing. I could hear Acosta clapping more than I could hear your soundboard. Hmm. I heard. I heard. I just heard. Eh. <laughs> what, what, what the hell did you hear? <laughs> Apparently, it's poor hub link. I don't fucking know. <laughs> hey, they're going to have to start paying Wrong. advertising fees. I hate show, we keep mis- mentioning their name. I, I love you. you. First off, stop. Anywho, so <laughs> <laughs> so let's just stay on track. Man, what the hell, bro? We are doing something here. Y'all acting like you know what? It's fine. Let's just talk about let's just talk about what we witnessed and what we think about the team. Because Pat, you've been to how many practices now? Uh, four. All right. Country, did you only go to the one, too? Yeah, and I'm going to Sunday's practice this week. All right, cool. So have you seen them in pads yet? I have not. Okay, so you went before pads. All right, cool. So anyway, we'll start with you. You've seen the most, um, and then we'll chime in. So what do you think so far about the boys in blue? Defense, very fast, very together, very scary. Defense is looking great, um, but it should be expected. You know, same DC, a lot of the same players, few additional new pieces, but yeah, it looked pretty good. Um, as far as our shiny new quarterback, seven on seven, 11 on 11s, he looked good, but there was no serious pass rushing, if you will. Uh, and from what I've been seeing, like over Twitter and things like that, people are already down in this kid because he's only got. Uh, what, like a 54, 56% completion ration and training camp. And right. I'm like, Jesus Christ, people, give this kid a break. It's his first training camp. It's the first week of training camp. Uh-huh. And you expect him to be dropping dimes 100%. It doesn't happen that way with any quarterback, let well, alone a rookie. I've seen clips in pads, you know, the last couple of days where he's hitting them, killing it. He's hitting, he's hitting them, but people are sticking to their guns about this, uh, the the pass percentage, bro. I don't like the last couple of days. I know they're, I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're really starting to pound on this kid for no reason. It's been one week of camp, they ain't even been in pads yet. Well, I mean, cut the kid some slack. I don't even care about that. That's, I ain't got to cut them nothing. They don't, they don't have to cut them anything. They they are they deserve that right. But what they need to understand is more so than his passing completion and I'm start percentage, and that's what I'm starting to do myself. Is think about what he's going to create just being the athlete that he is, right? Like mm-hmm. so, and and I use that <clears throat> to basically segue into the fact that as great as Andrew Luck was, his passing completions at times was shit. Andrew Luck was all like his rookie year, bro. He was all over the place, right? Like, and but then because he was his own version of athletic and he was he had a big, strong upper body and could run guys over, that made up for 
some shitty <laughs> passing. So that's what I'm kind of looking at in this situation. Like it'd be one thing if the kid was, and I'm not trying to be funny, but Zach Wilson, right? Meaning like he's not a supreme athlete. He doesn't have this crazy build. So literally your arm better be decent or you're going to be a TV analyst. You see what I'm saying? This is the difference now. We're, we're dealing with a kid that even if he comes out and he's like, oh, well, you know, he's not that great passing. Let's look at his all-around game. He's still going to create plays with his feet. He's going to probably have, if they if they really utilize him like Jalen Hurts, he's going to have probably 10 touchdowns with his legs. I mean, he, I don't know how much we plan to run him, but he'll probably have five, 600 yards, if not more, with his legs. And there will be plays that he'll make where he scramble around, creates time on his by himself, and makes a great pass. So there's going to be way more to look at than just the metrics that we're used to. So damn his pass completion in week one training camp. That's what I'm saying. Relax, people. Relax. He'll get it. This is this is the time for him to make these mistakes. They they film everything. He's going to make these mistakes in camp. They're going to go back into the film room, and the coach is going to coach him up. Mm-hmm. This is when you want him to make a mistake. You don't want him making them on Sundays. So be be happy that he's making these mistakes because the mistakes he's making are coachable. They're fixable. And this is the time to make them. All right, so here's the deal. So Andrew Luck, his career completion percentage is 60.8. 60.8. Now you think about Peyton Manning and Drew Breeses and stuff like that. Peyton Manning, I think, career percentage is mid-60s. Drew Brees is like almost 70%. It's nuts. But then... Like I said, I was utilizing Andrew. Andrew in 2012 rookie year, 54.1 for the season, for the whole season. 4,374 yards, 23 touchdowns, 18 picks. Okay. And then he had another subpar year in 2015. Now he only played seven games, but he, before he went out, he was at 55%. <laughs> His last season, which we was didn't know. No we didn't know at that time was 67.3. Like that was his career best, right? Like he was killing it his last season that we didn't know was his last season, but that's, that's what I'm saying. So career wise, Andrew Luck is only 60% and we love him and we talk about him. We would still be talking about him if he was still, you know, a Colt. So again, completion percentage, super important. I get it, but think about what the player can do. See what I'm saying? This is my thoughts on that. Go ahead, country. Yeah. I mean, your show. Still your shine. Just I mean. a, oh, just just a segue about that. I just want to remind all the Colts fans out there that our legendary Colt Peyton Manning Hall of Famer, you know, who we loved even more than probably Andrew Luck, has the rookie record for interceptions. Just saying, y'all got to remember that. Twenty six of them bangs. <laughs> Twenty fucking six. So no, no, I'm lying. I think he had because remember he had twenty. You no, know, he had twenty six touchdowns, twenty eight picks, twenty eight picks. That's yeah, that's right, that's right. Fact check. Had it backwards. It's definitely. Yeah, right. It was definitely ugly. <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, y'all. I mean, plus all all the fans out there are used to all these veteran quarterbacks coming in here. We expect high things from a Philip Rivers, from a Matt Ryan, you know, from a Carson. Well, not. Man, that's debatable. But Carson Wentz being a veteran, you know, we figured <laughs> we figured he would come in, you know, under Frank Reich, you know, being a better quarterback than what he had been over the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, definitely cut the kids some slack. I mean, he's he's doing what he's doing. He's doing it great, you know. 
he's he's progressing like like Big P said. You're not gonna go in there and fix the mistakes. You want these mistakes to happen now. We actually when he said that, I actually remembered last year when we were talking about camp. You want them to make the mistakes this year. You want them to. Uh at this time of the season because now's the time to fix it. Really take your time to fix it. Concentrate on it. Learn from your mistakes and move on. Because, I mean, then – so, I mean, just consistency. That's what Shane Steichen's all about right now. He wants consistency, and that's what we're seeing with Anthony Richardson, regardless of his pass percentage and blah, 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 blah. We're seeing consistency on the offensive side of the ball. Um, You know, when we talked to Chris, O-line is getting better. Uh, There's just consistency around the board. So that's what I want to see, um, and that's what I seen at camp uh, when we were there. So good stuff ahead. Yeah, Peyton. Uh, Peyton had twenty eight. It was definitely twenty eight picks. And oh, by the way, we were three and thirteen, and he completed at a fifty six point seven percent clip. Also, shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> given our last two. Generational talents, I think they turned out to be okay after throwing pretty crappy year one, right? So yep. we'll see how it goes, right? We really will. Now, That's what really- I've seen, um, everything you guys seen, of course, uh, but I, I really try to work, you know, the, the finer things, the things that, that are people are missing. Uh, and one thing I got to do in doing the media uh, which I haven't done my, my work yet, so I apologize. I haven't clipped uh, the ch- the Chad Kelly, <laughs> the Ryan Kelly clip, <laughs> and the Rain Man uh, clip that I did where I got to you know ask him a few questions during an interview. And so what I'm getting at is I got to witness a team that honestly seems happy and and looking optimistic for what could be. You know what I mean? Like they seem like they're like last year was an anomaly right like holy crap mm-hmm. we, we stunk last year okay let's not talk about it no more let's put it behind us let's start working toward the future and that's what i was really picking up being out on the field <clears throat> and just watching them like you know push each other during drills and the energy was high like the entire like time we were out there and i was like okay i get this they're probably excited to be here but at the same time like you can tell that they all want to get better you can tell that they all are very, you know, excited to be playing for Shane and, you know, optimistic. Uh, the name that I kept hearing the most is uh, what Tony – what's his name? Sperano? Is that right? Mm-hmm. The O-line coach. What yeah. he's doing um, as far as just rejuvenating these boys. Now, remember we had a, a good one. The year that we were, like, running over people with Marlon Mack, we had a really good one, and we know – what happened in that situation. I mean, he, they end up letting him go because of some, some personal stuff that happened, but that coach also had the, the boys fired up. So it was good to see the the hog mollies, if you, if you will, excited to like get back to, you know, wrecking shit. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. And I think, um, you know, Chris Ballard, we had the opportunity to um, ask him, you know, about the line and he kind of was like saying the same thing, like, you know, they can play better. Last year, they know that they weren't their best. There was injuries. He's like, no excuses, um, but they have a reputation. And he's like, I think I got three of the best linemen in the game, and they're all on one line. So that's the standard, you know what I mean? And so I respect that. I respect that heavily. <laughs> Absolutely. But while we have Sammy and we're talking about Ballard before we get out of here, can you play um, the christening clip, Sammy? Yes. Can you cue that? 
great luck in a future Super Bowl with the Colts. Amen. <laughs> oh, that always put the that'll always put a smile on my face. That's a three shot. <laughs> I love That's it. A three shot. Oh, now I'm just saying, man. Like, come on, bro. That is the GM. Who gets to kick it with the GM? That's that's an honor, man. That's a privilege. we do, baby. And I mean, I'm telling you, we were all on cloud nine, like hanging with him. He's just a normal guy, regular guy. He loves football, loves his family, <clears throat> and he damn sure loves when people are out there supporting the team. And so, I think we are definitely in his good graces and going forward. You know. Hope to have more opportunities with Mr. Ballard. Uh, but yeah, man, that was <laughs> the interview, and then that, bro, that was that was top notch. That was that was some good I stuff. I know his liaison was probably ready to have an aneurysm though toward the end of all. That. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's, let's talk about Patrick real quick. So, so here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. So, so we do the interview. We're running just a tad, you know, over. And he's like, hey, man, do we still got time to do the RV christening? And then Matt is like, mm, I don't know, man, we we might not. And he's like, no, no. Chris is like, no, no, we got it. We'll do it. So it, what he's telling Pat now, he's like, all right, man, well, are we sure <laughs> that we can contain this? Because I don't want to have glass out in the parking lot and da, 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 da. Pat's like, oh, yeah, I got this, this champagne bag that catches all the glass. It won't be a drop of glass on there. Not and a drop. <laughs> Not a, not a piece not of a, glass on there. Yeah. But as you saw, not a shard. Not a shard, bro. Chris smashed the damn bottle. <laughs> the bottle, the bag, he did in the anvil, everything. <laughs> everywhere. And if you can see, like, he calls him his handler, but Matt, who is like, you know, like, he's real. He's, I guess he's, he brings Chris Ballard here, there, everywhere. His face instantly just turned into like, <laughs> like pure like anger. Like I'm gonna kill Patrick. <laughs> oh yeah, he said. I'm I, I can hear guys. it too, Patrick. <laughs> it was glass everywhere. So what we found out about the Anvil crew is we are absolute parking lot attendants. We can find any piece of glass. If you lose something doing a tailgate, call us over there. We'll find it for you. <laughs> if you lose an earring or something like that, I guarantee We're you can find people to pick up glass. Bro, we I think we got every every piece of glass that that bottle exploded into. We found it. Absolutely. <laughs> that was hilarious. And, and I, I sent him pictures of the entire area proving was, that we, we had everything cleaned up. That's and he just but thank you so much. <laughs> Not a, it won't be one piece of glass down there. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you listen, if you listen closely in that video, because you can see Chris look over at Matt and Matt's face, you know, it's just I don't even know. Like I didn't see right, Matt's face. Right. I was too busy. But Chris looked at him. He, he was just like, "It's okay. <laughs> it's all right." <laughs> I think we can handle it. Our paychecks can keep <laughs> a little bit of glass. We'll be all right. All right, man. So that uh, yeah. So please go out to YouTube and and or Facebook um, and watch our interview with Chris um, because it was a great one. Um, so it, we'll you know what it it really was. This is what our fourth fifth season we we've gotten to interview Chris. Yeah, and like first that. in person. It, it, definitely the first in person and at camp. So that that was a a huge deal for me. You know oh, because. Always. We got we started getting our media passes last year, and I'm looking at 
all these people from ESPN, the athletic, they're setting up big tents. You know, the Pat McAfee show goes out there and they set it, bring out their whole crew and they get to interview all these people. And now it's our turn. That was, that was a huge deal for me. Yeah. Uh, Sitting there next to Ian Rappaport and everybody. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen him have as much fun in an interview than he did with us this last time. Man, we were smoking and joking the whole time. But serious topics, serious answers, but everybody was having a good time. Everybody was laughing. It was, it was a great interview. It really was. And I mean, I also get the vibe when Chris is with us, too. Like, you know, he can he can kind of, like, just relax for a minute. You know, he, he's, you know, he's really chill with us. He's really on board with us. You know, he, he can be somewhat of himself a little bit with us. He knows we're not these media sharks that, you know, all these other guys are out there trying to get all this information and all this other stuff. So yeah, I, I just throw an, throw an oddball question at him so they can get clickbait. Oh, Chris Ballard said this. Yeah, we don't pull that bullshit. You know, I can just tell by his demeanor when behind the table sitting there, you know, he's just relaxed. You know, he's slumped down the chair a little bit, has his legs crossed, just chilling. I mean, that's you can tell a lot by someone's body language, how they feel about something and, even though he was professional, like, you know, we had a lawnmower going back and forth <laughs> behind us. And I know he was ready to stab that dude, but, you know, he was, uh, he was very professional about it. So if uh, you don't want to watch the, the interview for the questions, watch the interview just for that lawnmower scene. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's great. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, go out and check that out and definitely keep um subscribing i noticed that we have a few more so we're growing a little bit so keep that going we like that energy but let's go ahead and move into the next topic and yes oh yes <laughs> the one that everybody's probably wanting to hear our point of view on is this jonathan taylor situation oh my god and that happened, honestly, right after i mean right after we left <laughs> right like it did it really I did mean, Goodness gracious, then the, the 24 hours after our interview were insane. It was insane. And, you know, we would hear about the trade request, and then the following day, that's when they met at the bus. Well, sorry, the following day they met at the bus. And then that's when all the trade requests supposedly happened, even though they said Jonathan had asked for days earlier. <clears throat> and they talked about, you know, being miles away on the contract, and then there was this whole, you know, Maybe we'll do this NFI thing because his back. And then he responds like, hey, what back problem? I never had a back problem. I'm like, oh, here we go. And so the things that I, that I was very going to much focus on tonight is communication between anyone is best done between those people themselves. I really wish, and I don't know what happened on the bus, <clears throat> but I really wish Jonathan Taylor would just meet Jim again with Chris, maybe the coach, just them four men. No, no, nobody else. No freaking, uh, no agents, no, no handlers <laughs> and just talk it out. Right. Like just, just, I mean, I don't know what happened with Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson was shit really out of Baltimore. And now he's, now the second highest paid quarterback ever because oh boy just got his money but that was a fiasco that lasted all the way from middle of last year till basically april right may whenever that happened so 
things can be fixed. Right now, this is ugly, very ugly from what we know. But I just wish that they can figure out how to leave Twitter alone, stop posting shit. And then I know I know that's their jobs. But now people are starting to like put these. What's, what does a trade request for John Taylor look like? I don't like that. <laughs> I hate that. So let's just open the door for that. Pat, I'll start with you because um, I think country's going to be too passionate. He probably needs to get another beer before he goes. <laughs> That's and a gummy. Reading his text messages over the last few days, he probably needs to. We we're gonna let him go last. <laughs> I start with you, Pat. How you feel about this whole JT situation? It makes me question a couple of things because it was just a few months ago. JT came out and said, "You know, I'm the one that put pen to paper. I still have a year to go. This thing will happen naturally." Then he gets a new agent and now he's pissed off. So what happened to him saying, I'm the one that put pen to paper. I got a duty to the team. The team's got a duty to me and this thing will, you know, work itself out naturally. Now I'm not saying he's sitting out because he's on the pup list. So technically he's not sitting out, but what, I mean, honest to God, what happened? From saying it's going to work itself out naturally, I'm committed to the team, I signed the contract, to I need more money right here, right now, or I'm not doing nothing. So that's a major question I have. And we know he's changed agents. Maybe it's his agent talking to his ear. There's just so many variables that we don't know and we'll probably never know. But these are the questions I'm asking. I still believe... Um, Chris, when he says he he's going to build the team from the draft and he's going to pay his guys that put in the work, JT's definitely put in the work. Yeah, JT has seen him pay his guys. Back. So why would he derail his original train of thought just because a new agent said, "Hey, let's do this, and I'll get you top of the market"? I think I know. I- well, here's my feelings. So I honestly think that there's one or two things, right? I think the first thing was let's watch and see. And when every no kitten running back that was due an extension and or was potentially due just a deal, didn't get it. Nobody. Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Eckler, nobody got an extension in the running back room. Then, okay, I believe the agent really started chomping at the bit. See, I told you. So you think panic set into these guys? So, so two things, two things. So it was they didn't give us a number to either to even build from, meaning like nobody got a deal. So you be the guy that they build from because why not? You led the league in rushing, you know, two years ago. Everybody knows how explosive you are. Plus, you have things in your advantage that they don't. You're only 24 years old. Like, so the whole running backs start to get to their end at 28, 29, 30. You still got six years to dominate. So I feel like that's what started to get in his head because, A, once nobody got extended, then they're like, well, we still are in this mystery world because the last real big deals were um the extension that derrick henry got and then 
the extension that CMC got. You know what I mean? And then people say things like, well, a running back's not worth $16 million. Well, that's what CMC's money comes out to be on that four-year deal. And I know he's more of a pass catcher and all that, but bro, <laughs> I'm not, it's not my, 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 my paycheck or it's not my, you know, bill to write, but I'm saying it's not like the 16 million is something that's so foreign that. So to me, if he's worth it, he's worth it. Now, how he gets it, when he gets it, that seems to be the point of contention. But I really think, like you said, perhaps maybe, you know, a little panic set in because there was nothing to build from. I'm, I'm sure they were hoping that Saquon or Jacobs got extended. Now we got something to build off of, right? Like the agent has a number. And then that didn't happen. And then it was like, well, shit, let's be the first one to get it because Saquon's situation didn't even make sense. He was basically about to hold out and not show up, and then he ended up taking one more million on the franchise deal. So he got an $11 million deal. I'm like, what? I mean, he was tagged for 10 and he was like, nope. Then they gave him one more and a few incentives, and then he's like, all right, I'm ready to do it. I was like, what? <laughs> well, one thing that I wrote or read was that a lot of the disgruntledness come from the organization not even offering jonathan anything yet you know there's there was absolutely no offer on the table they haven't even started the negotiation process and from what i've read that is part of the disgruntledness he has towards the organization you know hey i'm i'm your best offensive weapon and we're not even in in talks yet what the hell but i think i think the other side of that is this though like so if the idea was we're going to pay you next year. Why talk about it now? Right? Like, we're just going to talk about it for a whole year, right? And then with the unknown, and I hate to do this. I really, really hate to do this. But this is such a bad move, and I had to really listen to a other some other people's point of view. But this is such a bad move for JT, in my opinion, right now, because of the injury. And I don't like to use injuries as this is why we can't pay you. But I'm like, bro, you basically had your worst season. If this was 21 going into 22, the Colts would have pie on their face. Like, uh, you're not going to pay the dude just ran for 1860 and uh, 20 total touchdowns and all this other shit. You're nuts. At 5.1 average, we would be looking crazy. But he just came off of missing seven games, ankle surgery, all kind of stuff. So I'm like, I just I just don't understand the play. But I, but I do, but I don't is what I'm saying. So I guess he's now thinking like, hmm. Because of that happened, this could be the other thing that did happen to injury. Maybe I better secure this bag. See, I I understand <laughs> the organization not starting the negotiations yet, but I, what like you just said, I don't understand JT's um, move right now because any smart agent is going to tell him no. You know, coming off an injury year, subpar year, we need to go out. We need to ball out so we can get paid. So this is what we're going to do. Yeah, no. You're going to put a smile on your face, and you're going to score as many damn TDs as you can. <sighs> you're going to get as many yards as you can. And then there's nothing they can say about paying you. But mm. now they, the, the Colts, the organization holds all the leverage to this, and they've got every fire point on their side yeah but then but 
country jump in there because there's there's a lot of more <laughs> shit I want to say. Because at first I was just gonna be, you know, the upset fan. I think that's where I was for a couple days leading up to the show. I'm not that anymore. But country, go ahead, say your piece. My piece is this. One second, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You had to get started with one of those. Sorry, I did. Uh, my my piece is this. JT was fine, like Pat said. JT was fine up until he got this new agent. Okay. All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. This okay. is going on. He's acting this way. He's acting that way. This is the Jonathan Taylor that a lot of us have not seen. The common denominator for me is his agent. <sighs> to me. And it's not just his agent. It's agents around the league taking advantage of these young guys, telling them, like they said, false faith. I think that's how they put it. They're filling these kids' heads. They're, mind, they're brainwashing them for their own fucking greed. Think, even though JT is worth every bit of the money, don't right. no doubt about it, he's, he's special. I'm not taking nothing away from the man. He's very special. But these agents see that too, and they see a payday. Especially younger agents starting to get their name out there. He got Shaquille. I mean, I'm pretty sure Shaquille's agent is the same as JT's agent, if I'm correct. Yep. Yeah, it is. He got he got Shaquille a payday, right? Yep. So sure did. He's like, I, so he's like, you know, Jonathan Taylor being just as special, if not more special. I'm going to get you a payday, which means I'm going to get a payday. These agents are taking advantage of these kids, and I, to me, I am seeing that. Just unfold beyond you know beyond my eyes. Everybody wants to point the finger at Jim Irsay. It's not his fucking fault. First of all, it is not that man's fault. Oh God! It, it is it, it is not that man's fucking fault. The man's opinion, you know, he is opinionated. He has you know made some mistakes in the past. He's just opinionated. It's, he's he are. There's been statements saying that was not directed at Jonathan Taylor by any means necessary, but it took his piece of shit fucking agent to go on Twitter and backlash out against him. Saying I doubt it and all this other fucking bullshit. What kind? I mean, if you want to act professional, rep these players and promise them all this and that, like you said, Clyde, it, it's hurting him. This agent is hurting whatever capital he just built. Now that he's got a dramatic agent, he's going out on Twitter and all these other media outlets speaking this bullshit. It's not going to get. It's hurting JT in the long run, and JT so caught up in this spiel of his agent. That yeah. he's fighting back and he doesn't know right now. He's so young and naive. And I mean that with the most utmost respect. He's not seeing that. It's hurting him in the long run. Okay. He was the this was <laughs> not the JT that we knew. JT when JT is a patient man. He's a very good person, you know, from what we gathered. Very um, humble, you know, too. very, very humble human being, exactly. This is not the JT that we know. This is how these agents are getting into these kids' heads, and it pisses me off. It really does. I mean, they're for him doing that and running his mouth on Twitter to an owner who has fuck you money anyway, it's just a piece of fucking shit in my eyes. Okay. Well, uh, we might have to bring out the, the little beep, beep buttons for all the kids that might watch this with their parents. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> That last, I mean, I, I apologize, but beep, beep. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Um, so I guess where I was going with this is I, th- I think 
this is what we got to do as fans. We got to do better than this. Okay. And I know can't wait to like get the Twitter fingers and go bananas. <laughs> like, so we have to, first off, don't tell nobody to shut up and play. We don't just don't do that. <laughs> it's just, I know you signed contracts and all that, and everybody's analogy about like, hey, you wouldn't stay at a job, and that those analogies are silly. We're talking about people who make millions of dollars, but we also talking about people who play a game too, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then ultimately, we're talking about money that are not ours. So here's the key, <laughs> right? If you're going to speak on that, try to remove the emotion because I'll tell you what. Looking at how those dudes, the the running back core, and everybody was like, oh, well, you know, you don't get paid. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't pay a player that, that's not going to secure a Super Bowl. But it's a team sport. So to me, that's a silly, 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 silly point of view. Mm-hmm. If you have a quarterback that has no running game, the first thing you'll say is, oh, we need a running game. <laughs> so when you, got a, when you got a running game and you got a running back that's a difference maker, He's just as important as the quarterback when it comes to did we win a Super Bowl or not? Absolutely. Now, people were like, well, you know, during the time that JT has been here, we haven't won a Super Bowl and blah, 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 blah. Well, we also had a team that wasn't as good as we thought. We'll be the first to admit that. So all of a sudden now, fans will turn their back on. I haven't seen any burned jerseys yet. Oh, Lord forbid, if he gets traded, then we'll start seeing dumpster fires. You know how that goes. I've, I've heard the threats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but it's just, heard the threats. <laughs> we have to stop being so damn emotional like it's us, right? Like, I don't know what his situation is. And so I had to reserve myself tonight. And I, I'm glad we took some days before we shot um, this episode because initially I was like, JT, come on, bro. Like, because think about this, man. Two years ago. It was Shaq, right? It didn't get nowhere like this, but it was Shaq. Like, hey, I'm trying to get paid. And was he going to get paid? Was he go- was he not going to get paid right then? Blah, blah, blah. Then last year, very openly, it was Kenny Moore. I was like, what the? what is going on? Like, remember Kenny Moore was like pissed, bro. Like, he's like, oh, you know, same little Twitter type stuff. Nothing, nothing as deep as what they've done yet. But he had his moment. They didn't end up giving him any more money. And then he played. And now this year, we coming into everything thinking, man, we got a quarterback. We got the probably 1A, 1B running back in the league. We think this this wide receiver core and tight end core can be great. Now our fucking running back is like, <laughs> I don't want to play. So I don't know what's going on with him. I, his reasons could be his very own. But $5.1 million is a lot of money. But it's still not my money to pay. It's not my money to spend. And I can't tell, I can't say you can use all the metrics and stats you want. With inflation and the way things are going up and the way this league gets paid each and every year, every other position is winning except for the running back room. And I get it. They got this collective bargaining agreement and all this other shit. But you can change certain things. And sometimes you need to change those things because they are important. I was just thinking, like, what if every running back like was like F you? Like all of them. And then you start having to like roster dudes that played running back eight years ago and D2. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, I don't think that ever happened. Like the stat somebody put out that Gardner Minshew has <laughs> has the most runs on the team right now. 
yeah, with like oh, yeah. 117 runs, and Deion Jackson's like the second closest to like 64 <laughs> or something. But I tell you what, look, when something goes wrong, it goes wrong for the Colts because now running back two broke an arm, <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like running back one, he wants money. Running back two needs the hospital. And now the running back room is just shambles. Like, I, I man. So that's kind of where I am with the whole JT thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I was frustrated. I wasn't like, like cursing, pissed off, but I was frustrated. And I think, and you, you, you know, one thing I will disagree. I don't like the point blame, especially when I don't know all the ends. But what I what I will say is this, like our opinionated owner speaks like an opinionated owner. <laughs> Sometimes it's too carefree. Like, you know what I mean? So none of the other owners said anything. Why you gotta say something? <laughs> like have closed door meetings with the other owners and say, What do you think about this? Just well, like so to give credit to, to Big Jim. He was talking about when he made that tweet, he wasn't talking about JT. He wasn't talking about his agent. He was talking about uh, the CBA. I get that. But, you know, and, and then they. Do that? See? You can't give me a reason for that. Other I than can. It, he's got he's got the First Amendment. Freedom I mean, of free speech. And that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but our, but our also our very opinionated owner is what helped get Dan Snyder out of Washington. Also, that fucking motherfucker. Well, that was everybody though. I mean, come on now. They all. But had Jim had. But Jim had the balls to speak up and say something. Yeah, other owners did too. I'm not. I'm not I've, just yeah, with Jim. But I'm just saying, like, bro. Like, in I mean, and then even even his. Okay, what about make sense of the second? Reply when he was like, "If I die tonight and JT's out the league, like the, nobody remembers us, what what are we talking about? I don't even understand what what was that mean? That's random. Stop going on Twitter, man. Just stop. Well, that you're gonna have to watch Pat McAfee's mm-hmm. show for because he does a uh, a series. What is Jim Ursay <laughs> saying? And he he actually goes in and breaks down what the hell this man is thinking or (laughs) tries to (laughs) He puts an analytics on Jim Arce's tweet. I'm gonna ask you. (laughs) Man, I don't know. Like, man, I don't know, bro. So, so for that, I'll just leave that be. Right again, I'm not that fan. It's pointing fingers, but I would really wish in the future anything that is anything with Colts players. Or anything that's anything that's just a, a hot button, Mr. Ursay. Comment behind closed doors, man. Talk to your friends, the other 31 owners. Y'all, I'm sure y'all got a group chat where y'all talking shit. Do whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> just go, go on Twitter. <laughs> God, I'd love to be in that group chat. <laughs> Bruh. Oh, my God. Man, nah, well, I don't know. It'd probably be some wild shit because when Kraft got in trouble, down in Florida, they probably, hey man, what the fuck are you got going? <laughs> Let me chill you know, out. If I one of us gets it. busted, we all get busted. Damn I was gonna say, I was gonna say, they're probably better you than me, Robert or, or Dan Snyder. They were probably in that shit, like, bro, what was y'all doing in Washington? Jesus Christ, we gotta be the worst owner of the NFL. We gotta fire him. I just feel like Dan Snyder was like that one owner that was like that kid everybody picked on in school and was just shoved in lockers. I mean, I feel like that's what the other owners did to that man. <laughs> Because no one liked him. Well, I mean, he was just a bad human, bro. 
He's just, who am I to judge? But oh, yeah. believe me, I I have my own opinion about Dan Snyder and the whole redskin Native American debacle, but that, that's another discussion. Okay, and then that's probably where we're going to wrap this one up. <laughs> but no, look, in all seriousness, man, we appreciate everybody that gives us a listen and a like. I can't tell you how many times people have shared our stuff. Uh, shout out to Becca. Becca went to practice on Sunday. She wore her Anvil shirt. And people were asking, hey, are the guys here today? That's an amazing feeling. That's incredible. So, That's Becca, amazing. appreciate that. Absolutely amazing. Dan, the man, appreciate you. Um, they came out and hung out with us that day. Of course, you know, Mrs. Sarah. Acosta, lovely wife. So we appreciate you um, coming out as well, ma'am. She is what keeps us together. Um, so we really appreciate what Sarah does. So, yeah, we our Anvil family is growing. The Forge tailgate is almost ready to launch. We're about a month out. Can't wait for it. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of great oh, things coming. Speaking of that, uh, I know we only have one preseason game this year, but I promise Miss Rebecca – since she's bringing a special uh, kid in her heart with her. I think it was her. Is it her grandson? I think it's her grandson, yeah. She's bringing her grandson to his first, very first NFL game, and I told her for him to get the full experience, um, we're going to go ahead and put on a full tailgate for him. So if y'all mm-hmm. in the area, y'all in the area at the game, you want to come hang out at the tailgate, we're just going to have a small get-together um, to swing on by and say hi. Yes, sir. Uh, I will also be sending those tickets to you, Becca. I'm sorry. I have been drinking for four days straight. But <laughs> just need to be there. Um, last thing I want to say before we get out of here. So if you see things like this, this is our sick gear. Costa has his on. We gave Chris Ballard one. Um, also, we posted the link for our actual growing um, merch that will be on the sick site. Um, so I'm sorry I don't have that link in front of me, but if you uh, go to our Facebook, if you go fun. to the website, is if you want our specific sick merch, it is sickattire.com. Boom, there you go. And you click on the Anvil Show, you see merch right now. We got three shirts, but who knows? By the end of the year, we might have 10, just depends. So we have an Omaha. We have a bang it with our logo, and then we have the official tailgate shirt that says the Forge, home of the Anvil Shot. So things are coming. Things are happening. It's great to be the Anvil. Any closing remarks, boys? Going once, going twice. Football's here, baby. Let's get ready to rumble. What? (laughs) I'm not Carvey, okay? I'm sorry. You don't get to say nothing on the (laughs) – boy – Sammy, get us the hell out of here. (laughs) And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.